0: hey guys it's Grady Edwards with across the country sports here um, it's my first video I'm going to be breaking down first round matchups for the NBA playoffs um I'm gonna start in the Western Conference um, with the Houston Rockets versus the Minnesota Timberwolves um, Houston Rockets are coming in after a 65 and 17 season. Um, a lot of people are debating whether or not um, they should be the favorites to win the NBA Finals. They've got an MVP, MVP candidate in James Harden. They've got Chris Paul. They've got guys like Kim, Clint Capella, Eric Gordon, Ariza, all those boys. Um, you know, they just had a really good season. On the other side, you got guys like a Jimmy Butler um, an Andrew Wiggins, uh Carl Anthony Towns, really three all star caliber players. Andrew Wiggins would probably be an all star if he was in the Eastern Conference, but just because the West is so stacked, um, you've got all these talented two way players, um, that kind of overshadow him and he doesn't get the credit he necessarily deserves. Um but, you know, they're both two really talented teams. Of course, the T Wolves having to their way to get into the playoffs just a little bit um, towards the end of the season but um, yeah Jimmy Butler came in and uh, saved their season late um, I mean they'd been they'd had, a, they'd, they'd had a pretty good season like as it was but they kind of stumbled a little bit but they got their acts back up together as soon as he came back um, so let's break this down as I already have begun to anyway but You've got really two good teams here and a lot of this matchup, like depending how close it could be, will come down to coaching really. You've got Tom Thibodeau, a guy who's been on the brink of getting to an NBA Finals. He had an Eastern Conference um, Finals appearance back in 2011 with the Chicago Bulls, um, back when Derrick Rose and uh, Joakim Noah... Back, well, back the, a long time ago, um, back then. Um, you know, they faced uh, the villainous Miami Heat. They won the first game, I remember that. Then LeBron and D Wade and Bosch just ran them over four games after that and won in five games. Then you've got on the other side, uh, Mike D'Antoni. Um, you know, he's really trying to prove something with the um, Houston Rockets. He had a, a lot of good years back. In Phoenix with Nash and those guys. But um, for this series in particular, I'm kind of looking at a matchup um, with James Harden and Jimmy Butler. If Butler can lock down Harden a little bit, which I personally don't think he'll be able to do. I think he can neutralize him just a little bit. I think they could win a game or two, but you kind of have to consider the fact you got Chris Paul as well. There and then you got a guy like a Clint Capella who can defend and could be a nightmare problem for Andrew Wiggins. Or not a nightmare not a nightmare, what am I talking about? A matchup problem for Andrew Wiggins. I mean sorry. A matchup problem for Carl Anthony Towns. So I think like just looking on this series, like just talent versus like experience in the postseason, I think I'm gonna have to roll with the Houston Rockets in five games mainly because Wiggins and Towns haven't been to the playoffs even though they've had veteran players you've got a guy like James Harden and Chris Paul trying to prove themselves and I think that could um very well be their undoing in this series for the Timberwolves just really inexperienced and You know it's the first time that this team has really played in a playoff series together but you know it wouldn't shock me if the T-Wolves won two games I mean that wouldn't shock me but just out of out of respect for what the Houston Rockets have done I'm gonna pick them to win this series in five okay now we'll uh, go to the next matchup um Oklahoma City versus the Utah Jazz um Oklahoma City Thunder are coming in a little bit interesting. I mean, this this team has been, I don't want to say, like, shaky all season, but they have in a way. They've been kind of up and down. They really don't necessarily know what they are. They're, I mean, let me put it like this. They're the type of team that they'll pretty much go... As far as Russell Westbrook then take can can take them plus if he wants to share the ball I feel like they will go a little bit farther than he could get them just on their own because they do have Paul George and they do have Carmelo Anthony and those are two really talented players in this big three in OKC and then on the other side you got the Utah Jazz um, You know, the Jazz really kind of surprised me this season. I thought they might be a 40-win team, but they really surprised me with the fact, um, you know, their coach really did, did do a heck of a coaching job after losing a star like Gordon Hayward. Um, you know, they traded some requisite pieces away. Like, they did get rid of George Hill last offseason, their point guard. They did get rid of, um, what was it? Uh, sorry, I just had a... Oh, Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood. Um, they did trade Rodney Hood in the middle of the season away. But despite all of that, they did draft Donovan Mitchell, Got went out and got a Ricky Rubio. And they've really compensated for what they lost last season. Um, but anyhow, um, I really think that talent versus really kind of like inexperienced in a way for the Utah Jazz, even though you did have a guy like Rudy Gobert who'd been to the playoffs last year and they did get by the Clippers. I really think the Thunder are really hungry, and Westbrook is hungry to, to get back to really – you know relevant. I mean, he's relevant in the sense like they do make the playoffs. They had they did make the playoffs last year, but I mean, get back to like that final four in the West or like that final four um, in the NBA really and have a chance to like compete for a championship. So I think the combined will of Westbrook, um, Paul George really proving that he can win a championship with another team and Melo. Mel is starving for the, starving for that playoff um, atmosphere, man. Like, cause it's been a good four or five years since he's been back to the postseason. So, I think with all that, I think um, Oklahoma City will pull this series off in a competitive six-game series. Um, now we're gonna take it to Portland versus New Orleans. Um, you know, I'm in, I'm really in. I got to really say I'm really impressed with um, how both of these teams played this season. Um I'm really impressed with how Portland kind of came together after being an average team like the first half of the season, like when Damian Lillard was like, "Okay, you know, I might not have the best personnel around me. Me and CJ, but you know, we're going to work with what we got." And you know, they really adapted that attitude and Really, just brought out the best in themselves. Almost one fifty games, forty nine and thirty three. But you no, know, I really admire their fighting spirit. Um, as for the Pelicans, man, I mean, all the hype around Anthony Davis this year. This is the first time I, I can honestly say, he's played, like his team's record has really reflected the fact that. I mean, he is like arguably like a top five player he might be the fifth best player in the nba if you put him up there that high but he's definitely a top 10 player but this year to me was his really was really his coming out party where you could legitimately say in two years he could challenge lebron for the best player in the game but i think in this series i'm gonna roll with the um, new orleans pelicans just simply because of the fact portland did struggle a little bit these last two weeks of the regular season, and I am aware that, like, sometimes games can be meaningless and stuff like that at the end, but I feel like they were meaningful for them in the sense because they were close with, um, I mean, like, the three through eight, I mean, only, like, two games are separating those teams, so I really do generally think that, um, A star like Anthony Davis will um will over will overwhelm the Portland Trailblazers because they've been playing more consistency as of late. So I'm rolling with the Pelicans to win a really tight and competitive series in seven games and I think the greatness of Anthony Davis will um will persevere in this one. Now let's go to the Warriors versus the um, Spurs. Man, um See, this is my thing, right? I feel like if Kawhi had played 10, 15 games, like, towards the end of the regular season and he was there, then I legitimately think this would be a competitive series just because Steph Curry is out. And, you know, an interesting fact um, that I'd like to point out is uh, the Warriors are 20-0 and without uh, KD playing since he's gotten there when they do have Steph Curry. They're only 11-9 without Steph when uh, KD plays. So, because of the fact um, the Spurs don't have Kawhi Leonard, and it's really just LaMarcus standing green, and then a bunch of old guys, really, if you think about it, because Pop has really pushed them past their prime. Um, I mean, pushed... I mean, allowed them to play past their prime. Sorry, it's a little bit late here. He's allowed them to play past their prime as long as they have by managing their minutes and, you know, just really good coaching and game planning. I really think this is one of Pop's best coaching jobs, but at the end of the day, talent really overwhelms, like, good coaching in the end. A lot of the time, you can't really beat talent, and I do think... Part of the reason the Warriors struggled down the stretch of the season was they did really get bored because they've been locked into the number two seed because they did have a lot of injuries at one time. You know, KD, Steph, Draymond, and Clay were all out. So I'm going to roll with the um, Warriors in five games here just simply because I think talent will overwhelm coaching in the end. I mean, and I and I give credit when credit is due. Pop ha- Pop did do a great job coaching this year. I think he's a great coach of the year candidate, but, you yeah, know, the Warriors are just going to win this uh, series in five games in my opinion. I will be right back with um, part two of this video. I'm going to, um, I have to go do some stuff real quick, and then I will uh, break down the um, the East, so um, I'll be right back. Sorry guys, um, I just had to take care of some business. Um, now that I've done the... Um, Western Conference, I'm going to break down The Eastern Conference And what I predict is going to happen um, I'm going to start off with Toronto and Washington um, To be quite honest with you I'm really impressed with um, The way Toronto has uh, come together After Really getting beat down by uh, LeBron and Kyrie Last year in the playoffs um, how they've been able to come back and kind of persevere through the, um, you know, the pressure and stuff like that, and, um, or I mean the adversity. Sorry, I just had a brain fart for a sec. They've really been able to just persevere through the adversity and come back and won. They won nearly sixty games. Something interesting I thought they did was they took a lot more threes this year. They almost took like ten more threes a game their three-point percentage definitely went up um i need to look at the stats to see how much it went up but i do know that they took about 10 or 11 more threes per game this year they really changed the way they played they play more uh team ball and they play really more team basketball this year versus last year and years past they kind of played more isolation basketball um so i'm very impressed with toronto i think they have a I think they legitimately have a shot um, against the Cavs or even Philadelphia. I think they should be favored personally over Philadelphia if they play, but um, I think they do have a shot to knock off Cleveland this year. Um, As for the Wizards, to be quite honest with you, I really feel that this team is kind of like last year's and years past Clippers in a way. They've got a good bit of talent. You've got a guy like a Bradley Beal, a John Wall, an Otto Porter, a Martin Gortat, even though he's not quite what he used to be in my estimation. I feel like you've got a talented guy like a Scott Brooks, but it always feels like they're a piece away or just something is missing. And I just really don't like how this team has flowed this season, to be quite honest. I don't really think it's gonna be much of a series. Honestly. Um I don't mean to be like disrespectful to the Wizards. I mean I like John Wall and Bradley Beale. I think they're great players, like great talents and stuff like that. But just something just like is not quite working with this team this year. They had a stretch where they played better without um without John Wall and with Bradley Be- and Bradley Beal like leading the way, and then some point guard I'd never even heard of. Let me uh, see what his name is, real quick. Sorry, just typing on my laptop. Thomas Satoransky. Yeah, they went through a good stretch with him like right after the All-Star break where they went on a freaking roll. And I just think it's a really major problem if your star player comes back and you're really worse than you were without him. So, um... Because the Wizards really don't have an identity in my estimation, because they really don't have to... They haven't really quite figured it out to me. I gotta be honest with you, man. Um... And some of y'all might laugh at this, um, but I'm actually going to pick the Raptors to sweep the Wizards. I just just really don't like this Wizards team this year. I wouldn't be shocked if they won a game or two and proved me wrong, but I really don't see this being much of a series, to be quite honest. Now we go to Cleveland and Indiana. And let me just say this. To me, like, the number one thing I look at with the Indiana Pacers this year is they won more games this year than they won last year without Paul George. I mean, to me Paul George like the way I looked at him last year and I still look at him as a great talent. Like don't 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 misconstrued what I'm saying. I really I really am impressed with how um the Pacers came together with your Victor Oladipo, man, this guy is becoming a star in this league. He averaged 22 points a game this year. Made the All Star team as a reserve. From what I know, he said he felt like he had a lot to prove. Like he didn't want to just be like a starter or a six man in the NBA. Like he really felt like he could take it to that next level this year. And he put on a bunch of muscle and got got better. Lost a little bit of weight and got quicker. Worked on a shot, all that good stuff. And I really think the whole thing with him being from Indiana and him going to college in Indiana, I think that really ignited some fire for him to play for basically his, basically a lot of his fans that he played for dur- during his college years. So I'm really... I'm really proud of what Victor Oladipo has accomplished. Um, but as I was saying with Paul George, sorry that I got off on a little bit of um, just a little bit of a, you know, rambling on. I kind of got away from the topic a little bit. Well, I mean, to me, Paul George, I mean, to me, last year, looking at it, he he was a top ten player. I. I would still probably put him right at 10 Even though He's He's a little He's a little less than what I thought he was But I mean last year I was putting him up there with KD and Kawhi Kawhi and KD are To be quite honest A little bit better than um, Than a Paul George And then you got guys like like the Greek Three of Cone Paul George's level That's just my opinion I mean You can have a different one It's all fine I mean It's not There's not a lot Separating them To be quite honest In my opinion Because KD does have A lot of talent On his team So you have to take that Into consideration as well Playing with an all time Great team But um Anyway um Yeah I'm really impressed With uh Nate McMillan And the job he did This year Leading the Pacers To a 48 and 34 record. I wasn't really seeing that. I was seeing some like a 31 team, but he did a great job. Um but here's the thing. You're going up against LeBron James, man. This guy's on a whole another level. In my opinion, he's the greatest um he's the greatest small forward in NBA history right over uh Larry Bird and then you got a conversation with Kevin Durant, really. After that, I think Kevin Durant has a good chance at eclipsing Larry Bird. I don't think he'll ever quite eclipse LeBron because LeBron's just on a whole another level to me. Um, but, yeah, um, I think it'll be, I think a few games will be tight going down the stretch like their first round series last year. I really, I really think Cleveland's just started to figure it out, and they're coming into this playoff series fully loaded. And I really liked what I saw when Kevin Love came back from this team. So, I'm going to roll with the Cleveland Cavaliers to win this series in five games. Excuse me. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if it went six games. Like, if they pulled, they pulled off two games at home. I wouldn't also be shocked if the Cavs just came out and swept Indiana like last year. But... I'm gonna be respectable. I'm gonna be respectful and give a uh, Indiana a game, so um, cause cause they have accomplished a lot this year, and I do like really admire what they've done with their uh, franchise. So I'm going with the Cavs in five. I think there will be a few games down to the wire, but I think overall with LeBron, Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, and those boys, I think they'll get the job done and advance to the second round of the playoffs in five games for the Pacers. Now we go to Miami and Philadelphia. Okay, you see, I'm in. I'm impressed with. I'm really impressed with how Philadelphia is, what they've done these past few weeks. But the thing with, the thing with the teams they've won over. They've really won against a bunch of tanking teams, to be quite honest. There's really only a couple teams in there that they beat that really has a winning record, the Cavs included. I mean, I know they did beat the Nuggets as well, but I'm not really... I mean, I'm high on them, don't get me wrong. They've throttled a bunch of good teams, but... I mean, they've throttled a few good teams, but... not Sorry, let me correct myself. They've throttled a bunch of bad teams, and they've beaten a couple of good teams... But I just, I just really am not sure if um if they can take the next step and get over the Cavs this year. I think they're probably two years away, in my humble opinion, unless LeBron goes to Philly this summer. But that's a conversa that's a totally different conversation. But um, as for Miami, um, I really think it's gotten to the point where. I mean, Bosch is gone. LeBron's gone from those big three eras. Really, all you got left is Dwayne Wade, Garon Dragic. I mean, both talented players. You got Hassan Whiteside. I think, um, I really hope Joel Embiid comes back in this series because I really want to see that matchup. But I really think it comes into coaching here, and I really like Brett Brown more than I like Eric Spolstra, even though he did win two championships. Um, We see Brett Brown's out of the Popovich coaching tree. So that's what I admire about the guy. And, um, you know, I really admire the fact that he stuck all those years out in Philadelphia even though he was given literally crap to work with. And, you know, the man proved he could coach this year. They went 52-30. and So I'm going to take Philadelphia in five games. I think Miami's just old and I don't really see them making that much noise in the playoffs. They may win two games, but I'm rolling with the Sixers in uh, five, possibly six games. But we'll see what we'll see how that works out. Um, okay, now we're going to. This is this might surprise a lot of you, but um, what I'm gonna say with this one, um, Boston versus Milwaukee, um. Boston's very interesting because, whenever a star player for them goes down, they seem like they really have a great rallying point. And, um honestly, I've been really impressed with them. You got a guy like a Tatum, like a Marcus Smart, like um, like a Jalen Brown, like an Al Horford. All really talent. All really a talented group of guys. Honestly. And I can only just imagine what Kyrie and what they'd be with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. Oh my lord. Um, and you got a Brad Stevens. I mean, I think he's he's, in my opinion, the most talented young coach in this league right now. Um, I think he's my coach of the year personally because he won fifty five games without Kyrie for about twenty five games. Without Gordon Hayward for basic for well, I mean the whole season. What should I say? Basically, he only played like a quarter and a half. So he's a really good coach. They've definitely overachieved this year with the, what they've been given. I mean, no, I take that back. They got they have overachieved in many aspects. But Tyree's an NBA champion and a clutch player, and he's a heck of a he's a heck of a point guard in this league. So. I mean, yeah, I thought they won 45 or 50 games. I mean, they won 55 games, but, you know, they're just a good team, well-coached in every aspect. Um, As for Milwaukee, um, I think they have a really, really good team. I mean, not a really good team, a really good group of players, but I don't really feel like they've figured out how to fit the pieces together, because Jabari's in and out of the lineup. He just acquired Eric Bledsoe this year. Chris Middleton's been around the franchise. He's done, um... He's done pretty well. Thawne Maker, to be quite honestly, isn't quite what I thought he'd be. Um... I'm not being mean, but the guy's kind of a scrub, to be quite honest. Um... I mean and you know, that could change. Um he's only twenty one years old and my I believe. Um, but we'll see how he develops. Then you got the Greek freak man Greek freak man, this guy's on a whole nother level. He could be right there with LeBron James in the next three years in my opinion. I mean I don't know. I think LeBron probably has I think LeBron can be on his lo le- on keep up on his level till he's about 36, so, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say LeBron has a good three, four years at his level, at the level he's at after this, so, but, um, but no, I think, I think the Greek freak is a freak of nature, and he's spectacular, um, however, um, they don't really have a head coach, they're really, they've been wildly inconsistent, to me, this is a team that really they have the talent to be in the Eastern Conference finals or at least make it or at least advance to the second round and make it a competitive series with the team like Cleveland I think they should be a 3 or 4 seed in my opinion but I'm going to go with the upset in this one I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics minus the Kyrie and Gordon Hayward just simply because of the fact I think I mean the Bucs aren't as bad as the Wizards but they don't quite have an identity yet and they really need to figure out they really need to get a coach in there that'll be um that'll be that sculptor and figure out how the pieces fit together and what rotations and lineups to play so i i expect milwaukee to um, get better in the next year or two but i don't think they're quite there yet and i think they need to get um they just really need to get a coach in there to figure this out for this team because they've got a really talented team and it'd be a shame to see them not reach their full potential so well um that concludes my first round matchups i um i actually picked the um, whole nba playoffs i'm going to make a separate video on that but um this is my first video i'm Grady Edwards with um across the country sports and um this was my first video and uh, Thank you very much for the those who tuned in. May y'all have a blessed night and uh, God bless y'all. And um, I can't wait to see y'all next time. Bye bye.